92.9 FM Philadelphia, WGGTLP, Germantown Community Radio. We are Q the Mic. And we're back! <laughs> we're in the COVID-19 um, digitized, 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 no, help me out, people. Digital. Digital. Thank you. <laughs> Digital. We're all of doing a show remotely, but we're doing it on Skype, so we're in our own little community. Our we second are, remote show. Our second remote show. We were miles apart, but we're Skyping because we figured we wanted to see each other. Um, so we're creating a sense of community. And welcome to Cue the Mic. Did we already say Cue the Mic? I'm not used to this remote thing. Yeah, we did. But we oh, can say I it never again. Say it too much. There you go. There you go. So we're listening. You're listening to Cue the Mic. Cue the Mic. Cue the Mic. This is one of your hosts, Doctor Renee Norris Jones, and I'm going to do it again. She, her, Doctor. Doctor, it's Doctor Norris Jones. Um, and quick shout out to my grandson, Sir Wolfgang. I'm trying to get him knighted. Uh, he calls Aww. me Doctor Grandmother. Um, he's expecting a little brother in about 17 Aww. days. Oh, <laughs> congratulations so to your family, Renee. He's not a British subject. How can you knight him? <laughs> I, hey, I, I want to. I, oh, I just think okay. of his name as Wolfgang. He should be Sir Wolfgang. So I'm trying to get, I'm trying to I'm trying to ring the queen up on the phone, but she's not taking my calls right now. Yeah. So if you know someone who knows someone, I'm trying to get him knighted. I think There's... we could get a few queens for you who would be glad to knight him. Oh. <laughs> I might have to take you up on that. Um, there's also that like you know that you know that thing where there's like um, the people that own that like little piece of land and and they like claim it as as an independent country and if you like pay for like a cubic foot of it they'll give you like a like a nobility title. Yes, yeah, no. yeah, no, I yeah. don't know about this. So it's like it's like you know you can become a lord or a lady or a duke or a duchess. Um, I'm not sure how real it is. It it sounds funny anyway uh, but i've heard of that huh well please send me some some information offline because right now i want to knight him and i keep getting comments like but you're not british so you can't knight him and the yeah busy so i will take that <laughs> um so people will stop questioning me maybe a scam you, i'm Sandy. just i'm just saying it, it sounds oh, it like maybe a like a scam maybe Sandy, yeah. Sandy, is that a scam uh, I don't know. Uh, it depends on, you know, what, what, what possession this is. If it's a British territory, it might actually technically work. But <laughs> uh, I don't know, though, whether, you know, I, I don't know the legal niceties of it all. It's certainly no worse than becoming ordained a minister in the Universal Life Church. There you go. Interesting. There you go. <laughs> So, um, so I am. I Who am are we, by the to, way? Yes, Doctor Norris Jones is here with. Um, with I'll go her first. pronouns. My name is Griffin. I use they/them pronouns, and I'm a I'm a recurring co-host, and that's about it. Uh, this is Fox. I'm currently being manhandled by my cat, and I go by she/her and hers. Oh, yeah, she's really cute. Yeah. She's definitely getting in the way. <laughs> 
And I'm Sandy Smith. I'm one of the intermittent hosts of this program. My day job is uh, home and real estate editor at Philadelphia Magazine. You will also find me on the Mass Says the local is Germantown editor. I live here in the neighborhood. And my pronouns for all those who send letters addressed Dear Ms. Smith are he, him, and his. And this week on Cue the Mic, we're going to start with our Why Pronouns Matter segment, uh, followed by uh, the ever-popular Gas Q, Gay Answers to Straight Questions. Then we're going to discuss a little bit about uh, how to handle quarantine in a non-gay affirming environment in the time of the coronavirus. And we'll wrap things up with our weekly newsworthy or not flash uh, lightning round. And, and we have Fox's rant in there. We do, we do. Yes, forgot but about Fox's rant. Speaking of coronavirus, I wish you guys could see my cat right now because uh, she's climbing on me much like a parrot. Yeah, Fox's cat. Yeah, looks like, oh my gosh. It's what? so cute. She's like kneading your like elbow. It's yeah, so cute. she always climbs on my... Um, she looks my, so fluffy. She's like a parrot. But anyways, I have quarantine. How is everyone I, dealing with quarantine? But one of the things that Fox did not mention, people, is that Fox has also, has, has also, in the last few weeks, become the associate producer. She's been doing so much, so much. She's been doing all of our podcasts, um, all of the tech stuff, getting it ready, took a huge amount of stuff off of my plate. I don't even, yeah, she just took it over. She's working on a new website for us, so... Um, here, here to the promotion to Miss Ms. I'm sorry. Yeah, she, her, I can say Ms., right? Countess works fine as well. <laughs> um, Fox, um, who's being very humble. Um, I was going to say something. Our Lady of too. Technology. There we go. Our Lady of Technology. Since we're using the British, the British terms this evening. This evening. Not evenings. Um... Yeah, so here, here to that. What, um, thank you very much for that. It's been fun. Audacity, I'll give a shout out for Audacity. And which, by the way, you can record with it. I just realized I have to figure out how to do it, but you can chop things, you can edit audio files, you can export. It's really great. So thanks, Audacity. And what? I do have everyone... a question about that. I'm sorry. What? Do you, I've only used it on my computer, so I'm spoiled. I don't so much love it on my as an app, unless it's got better. Have you used it as on your computer as well, or just as an app? I only use it on a computer as an app. It's technically you download it onto your computer and it functions right, right. of itself, not on a web page. So it's technically an app on your computer. Right. Okay. But it's not on the phone. You know, they have an app that goes on your cell phone, which is very limited. Yeah, app is just a short name for application, application, a right? Application okay. or phone application. Okay. But we use right. the app now more for phones it seems like right okay I, just, I was just curious about the software i'm sorry continue our lady of technology so do we want to go into our first segment of why pronouns matter well i think fox was asking asking how are we doing oh right 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 I yeah what is everyone doing with quarantine how are you keeping yourself busy and or sane if you are someone who does not function well inside yeah i'm playing a lot of video games and um stressing about the online classes that will start soon at time of recording i hear that oh wow so ccp has officially moved online at community college of philadelphia 
Yes, as of March 30th. I believe all um, schools in Philadelphia and Pennsylvania have, I think. Yeah, I, I um, think that when we, during the last, one of the last live shows, Griffin, CCP was still on the fence. Everyone else had publicly made the move or announced the move. And I don't think CCP had at that point. Am I correct, Griffin? Yeah, so CCP went on a two-week, I believe it was two weeks, uh, hiatus. We had come back from spring break. We went to class for a week, and then we were out for two more weeks. I think other schools had just gone straight to online immediately, but I, 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 I'm not entirely sure. Um, it might be because CCP is like a state school that they were required to actually close when the order was given to close. I'm not it entirely probably, sure. It might have also taken some time for some of the faculty to get used to teaching all online. I know it did my ex, you know, who had to get set up with Canvas or whatever it is that, that right. the name of the yeah. You know, I've, I've been I've been managing okay. I spend way too much time on discussion boards and Facebook and playing word games. Um, I really need to be decluttering my apartment, and I think this is actually an avoidance mechanism. But this is an ideal time to do that. Well, yeah. don't worry, because if you need trash bags, they're really hard to find, along with toilet paper, um, unless you want to pay crazy prices. Because I realize everyone's cleaning up. I'm redoing my backyard. But see, I already worked online, so for me, it's like, oh, good, more less time out of the house, so I can take on projects. You know, I heard Lowe's, projects. Lowe's is still open. I think they they actually have garbage bags and some cleaning products. I saw them when I was getting seeds the other day. Yeah, I'm trying to get them delivered and delivered for free. Um, and uh, doing work around the house is a good idea, anyway. Yeah, so I have all these projects that I'm doing. That I was kind of in my head, and now they're all full-fledged on. So, yeah, there's a lot of projects happening over here, which is why I'm folding clothes while I'm talking. So, but, you know, this is a topic that we gave a hint that we were going to talk about, and I'm going to squeeze it in right before we do gas queue, just because we're talking about how we're making out with the quarantining that we need to do. So I found this article. So it says, with the help of queer therapists and experts from the Trevor Project, here's how to endure isolation with those who might not accept your identity. And they gave nine strategies for quarantine. We should, while you're looking for that, perhaps we should discuss our why pronouns matter this week. Okay. So do you want to go to that? Yeah. So why pronouns matter is a segment sort of highlighting the experiences of the trans community, but also of language and acceptance in general, you know, language is changing and we're trying to keep up with it and talk about that and what's important with the trans community. Today we have a difficult topic. We're going, so this, this may or may not be triggering to uh, people listening. So I'm, I'm going to have that as a warning. We're, we're going to discuss what TERFs are, generally what they advocate for, and how to be aware of them for people that have not heard of, of them before. Yeah, I've um, not heard of that. I've not heard of that. Yeah, I feel like it's a fairly new term. Not for like, not a fairly new kind of person, but a fairly new term. Yeah, the term's probably, I'd maybe only like, even less than five years old, is, would and, be my and, guess. 
And, and how do you spell it? It's a, it's actually an acronym, T-E-R-F. And okay. um, it stands for Trans-Exclusionary Radical Feminist. And okay. so, and so the, there's some debate about whether or not that's a helpful term or not. What it really comes down to is it designates people that identify as feminists. Um, they could be in the LGBT community. They could not be in the LGBT community, but who fight to exclude trans people from feminist and gendered spaces. What? Yeah, and someone, uh, I saw a really good breakdown. Someone said that there are two types of turf, that there's one called an accidental turf who think things like, uh, who, who think things like the ones, or they, they're the ones that have signs and, and ideas that equate to womanhood with having to have vagina or female genitalia, as they call it. So that's like a one way someone can be not realizing that they're being turfy, but just thinking, oh, well, I mean, of course, a woman is someone with a vagina. That's how it biologically is. That's how they would be. And then the other category is someone uh, who argues that argues that trans women are actually men in disguise trying to infiltrate uh, females. Right. Like the whole uh, bathroom thing that people were thinking was going to be an issue just because they, you know, they these people were trying to fight for the idea that if we opened up gender neutral bathrooms that you know these these trans women would just be saying that they're trans women so that they could get into female spaces which is just like ridiculous but basically it's like purposeful and accidental turf right and it doesn't make any sense because anyone that's waited in line for a woman's restroom it's not something you would rather go to the other one so why why would anyone even do that you know what i'm saying the lines off, off, off key a little bit, a little bit of humor, but uh, yeah, so yeah. I can't. Yeah, I can't. and I don't say accidental. I like I'm not trying to say that it's like something we should take lightly or like, oh, well, it was accidental, no harm, no foul. It just right. means that people need to like check themselves and think about whether or not they're being this way, whether or not they have this mentality that they think is logical and fair and not, you know exclusionary in any way but they have to check themselves even if they don't mean to be that way right so the way i would kind of the way i would kind of i might separate these things is i think there's absolutely you know as far as idolize as far as like making art of or displaying you know pride in like female genitalia and stuff like that i i think like body image stuff is fine and good and should be like talked about and discussed and that sort of thing. I think I, I, I do know that for some trans people or people in general, it can be uncomfortable because it's like, it tends, can be like graphic imagery that can like, you know, maybe kind of shake you up or, you know, maybe be dysphoria inducing in some circumstances. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily think that that's bad, but that's, that's me personally. I would separate that from statements like I'm oppressed because of my womb or something like that. Um, statements like that carry like very heavy connotations. So they, who is, who is saying that and how and why are they, are, are they saying it? I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to wrap my brain, 
my right. brain around how this became a thing. So excuse my maybe overly simplistic questions, but I'm just trying to. Um... Yeah, it's all right. Um, so it you'll see it a lot in like, um, I think just like feminist or LGBT spaces in, in general as when talking about like systems of oppression and stuff like that. Also, people will will start these conversations like intentionally in LGBT spaces to get people riled up about ideas like this. And so, yeah, it's 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 rough. And so some examples of things. So I want to talk about the term trans exclusionary radical feminist as well. There is a strong argument that I personally subscribe to that what people call TERFs aren't radical at all and that they shouldn't have that label because feminism itself, you know, was radical. This, this, you know, movement towards women's rights and gender equality is, you know, was maybe still is a radical idea and excluding trans people from that isn't, it isn't radical. It's just oppressive. Um, well, I think I think the difference in that is, um, and I agree with you, but I think what maybe they were thinking when they said radicals, people tend to have two different ideas of what radical means. Radical for feminism, I think the way that it should be meant, like you're saying, as is revolutionary. But some people, when they say radical, they mean like antifa. They say radical and they think um, drastic measures. They think in your face. They think um, which some of these quote-unquote TERFs are they're very like they're going out they're speaking out against trans women they're they're doing things uh, aggressively in a in a in a like a, and, 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 and why are they purposely targeting trans women um because of transphobia and because of oh, you know okay. it's right. it's a it's it, a, it didn't seem like I, it can be quite that simple but okay go ahead well um, I, have, yeah, I have a quote that um that, that might be kind of triggering for some people, so I would maybe not listen for the a couple seconds if this is going to be hard to listen to. But I think this captured a lot of of the psychology behind some of these people. So it's a quote by by someone that was speaking out at a one of these gatherings where they were trying to speak out against certain types of quote unquote certain types of trans women. But they said, "I will not call a male she." Thirty two years of suffering and this androcentric society and of surviving having earned me the title woman one walk down the street by a male transvestite five minutes of his being hassled which he may enjoy and then he dares he dares to think he understands our pain no in our mother's names and our own we must not call him sister and excusing all the horribleness that was in that quote um i think that really encapsulates wow. a lot of some of these people's ideas that they they think that trans women shouldn't be included in being a woman or in feminism because they think that they somehow aren't entitled to it because they think that, you know, being a woman comes with, and I guess pure thinking, biology is, well, yeah, is and what it uniquely exactly, comes down exactly. to. And they think, they think that the, the, the idea is, is that they think that the idea of being a woman comes around our identity is based on our years of suffering. Which, as someone who has been oppressed because of being a woman, I understand why someone would think that that would be a good idea to have their identity be in identity shaped by their trauma and shaped by their oppression. But this is again assuming that 
being a woman means you have to biologically have female genitalia. It's, but I think that's why some of these people think this way. But I mean, but 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 that negates the whole thing of that. Yes, I am woman. I go through. Therefore, I go through crap. I almost caught myself there. <clears throat> um, but what it took me to is, <clears throat> excuse me, I am birth mother. Okay. I put my kids up for adoption when they were younger. Long story. It was for their best interest. Um, but to most of the world, birth mothers aren't crap. You know, they're the scum of the earth. So that's immediately what I went through is that because I am a mother, but I'm a birth mother. I'm a woman, but I am a trans woman or I'm something that your idea, your ideal of what a woman is doesn't cut it. You know what I'm saying? Um, a right. trans woman, I'm thinking that, okay, well, she's still going through stuff as a woman because when the, out, when the outside world sees her as a woman, they're treating her the same way we've been treated forever. So I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I, I don't, I don't buy and, it. I don't and buy so it. I, know, I don't agree with it. And so TERFs, TERFs will tend to do things like try to exclude trans women from like women's domestic abuse shelters or, um, there have been there have been times when organizations that align with TERFs have protested at Planned Parenthood facilities alongside like far right Christian groups because Planned Parenthood will give medical care to trans people. So it's it's real and it's and it's rough. There was this high wow. profile scene in London, I believe, a couple of years ago during their pride festival and uh, one or more turf organizations um, basically hijacked the, the pride parade and gave out um, uh, pamphlets promoting quote, LGB only movements where basically they argue that trans people have no right to be in the LGBT movement that their They're struggle is the different acronym. And... right right what? so it's they're a central part of the acronym. How can they're they even the use the word? LGBT. That's what I mean. Right. How can they even so they're, they're say trying LGBT to... when they're, they're using that? Oh, my right. God. Right. They're not. They're trying to make it just LGB only. Um, they're trying to... Their argument is that, you know, trans people's struggle is going to somehow undermine, you know, gay and bisexual people's struggle, that it's an irrelevant conversation or whatever, yeah. whatever. Yeah, I just thought it was a typo. Man, I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's a it's a political it's a political anti trans movement. So like what? You know, I I just want to go back and say something really quick, um, just because it's my, you know, domestic violence is my little platform here. But um, at I sit on the board of Women Against Abuse here in Philadelphia, and two things. One is that we have always taken in well. Up until recently, our shelter, as most shelters in the country, were shelters for women. Not to say that men don't get abused. Um, the most shelters are, I'm pretty sure, well, they're nonprofit. They're running on thin budgets. They get a lot of um, government funding. There's never enough space, never enough resources. But our shelter doors have always been open for anyone that identifies as a woman. 
Okay. As long as you identify as a woman, you're welcome to the shelter. But recently, HUD said that, and this was a mandate across the United States, and I think shelters got two or three months notice, that as of this date, so right now we're in March, we're almost at April, May, June, July, it was maybe three months later, you have three months, um, because we're giving you funding. All shelters for domestic violence must take all sexes. Okay. Whoa. Um, did that's, not tell us how to do it. Um, did not give us any extra funding. Go ahead. I. That's just a. I don't know. I. I that's, find that problematic. Yeah, it's it's yeah. that's kind of that's kind of a crazy. So women shelters can take cis men. Can take anyone who all identifies sexes as, as well. A, all sexes. Yes. The uh, this came sexes down. As well. Yes, this came down. It hit everyone. There was no advance notice that there was this was coming down. Shelters across the country were struggling. I said in many of those meetings, going, "All right, so we need to talk to our current population and women." And a lot of them have been traumatized by men, and not that domestic yeah. violence is just women, but um, it's not. But we are it, disproportionately it was, affected by right. men. So right. So. Um, how do we do that? How do we separate? Because a lot of the, we have two main shelters, but a lot of times you open up a locked door and then there's a door to the right and a door to the left, which are sleeping quarters for either a single person or families and straight ahead is a shared bathroom. How do you do that when there's a male and you have to leave so many rooms open for males, whether they're coming or not, because you have to have those beds ready to have males. See, that's, that's, I don't. And that's, I think, I think maybe that is actually a good point to make in what we're talking about with TERFs, because so many women are abused by men, cis men, so many, like the numbers are astronomical, it is insane, specifically perpetrated by cis men, women are abused. So I think that something that needs to be said and cleared up is that I think some of these women are so intrinsically afraid of of men that the idea of what their their idea they you know these these women think that trans women aren't real women so their mentality is that they are allowing quote unquote men into their spaces which is scary for them but the thing that they need to understand and I think that we need to think of something we can say to these women who feel like including trans women into feminist spaces somehow diminishes our lifelong fight as a pros as oppressed women or abused women. What we need to say to them is that like trans women are women. You don't need to be afraid that you're being tricked, that you're being tricked into letting men into your spaces because they're not, they're, 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 they're women. If they are trans women, that means they're women. And that's the point blank. The amount of instances of quote unquote trans women pretending to be women but are really identifying as men to be predators that's so low I would even say non-existent but I can't make that claim but I don't even think it exists we have enough men being predators cis men being predators in bathrooms that like they don't care where they are they're not going to go to this trouble as you put it to to quote-unquote dress up like women or act like women to to carry out their their predatoriness they don't need it they're running around the world there's one as our president right now they don't need to pretend to be anybody so stop treating trans women as if they're predatory men because it's just not 
what's happening. And that's, that's, you gotta let it go. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I totally see that. I, I did not know that that was a thing at all. At all. And even it's at like bizarre. the, the women's March, I think that was a really big topic of conversation. That was like a way that some people, you know, they had their whole, like, I don't know if I can say this on air. The, 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 hat, the hats, the hat, yeah. the pink hats that the, the yeah. say the genital based feminism feminism icon hats. I get I get why I get why they did it because the whole Donald Trump thing specifically mentioning that, but having that be the icon for a women's. You're not march, sure if you could say Donald Trump on the air. No, <laughs> <laughs> I mean it is a pretty filthy. Sorry, oh I could I could not I could not resist. Yeah. I'm so sorry. It does quite feel like a resist. swear word coming out, yeah, it's not a in a cathartic way. <laughs> But I, Sorry. I, I think it's I think it's you know it, it might it might just be me I I don't mind I didn't mind the women's march hats um I still don't um but that's that might just be me like I I, I understand that for a lot of people it's well the other the other part of it is that after that happened turfs adopted the women's march hats as symbolism for their movement Exactly, because it's defining women by the by their genitalia, genitalia. I guess. Right. But and I, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I feel like if that hadn't happened though, and it was only associated with the Women's March and not with turfs, I would, I would still be fine with it. But that's, but that's me. And I do, I do understand yeah. that for a lot of trans people, it can be like very dysphoric if, if you're a trans man or if you're a trans woman, that it's, or if you're non-binary, that that you know, genital, um, like imagery or discussion and, and can be. And how are you spelling this again? T-U-R-F? T-E-R-F. Uh, okay. Yes. And anyway, so we wanted to talk about it because, so the, the, the purpose of this is just to, is to educate um, people who may not have heard of the term um, to understand, you know, if you if you know if you know someone if you hear someone who you know is espousing these ideas who is advocating for these things um this is the like that's this is you know what this person might be um intentionally or not just so that you're aware wow that it's a societal you know kind of thing um just to educate people wow yeah, that's, you can be that way without realizing it. I think people can. Yeah, there's a there's it, you can you can, you know, I, I think fairly easily, subconsciously drift into these areas sometimes. Yeah, because it's you know there's there's a lot there's a lot of pride around being a woman. I feel like anyone, any group of people that has been oppressed, just like just like gay pride, any group that has been oppressed, it is, it's 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 an act of rebellion and it's an act of freedom to have pride. And what you are and have to have pride like being being a woman is great blah 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 we're awesome it's true but then people get so caught up in that that they think that they need to make everyone else adhere to their strict definition of what that means to be that that they don't even if they don't understand like that that is exclusionary they they feel like they need to force that definition idea on everybody else in the group wow okay um yeah i'll have to look into that more um, we should definitely put some stuff on our webpage about that. Wow. 
Okay, so yeah, sorry, um, that was a bit of a heavy topic. No, I, it's it's um well, you know what? Then let's go into something that is a little kind of countering that a little bit with um how to shelter in place in environments that are not very friendly. And again, this was put out by queer therapists and experts from the Trevor Project. Um, so one is tell those that you're quarantining with how you feel, how you feel. Um, I'm not going to get into the whole thing, but it was on them. We can post this link in our yeah. Our page, it, I, but... I skimmed it, and it was a good article. It, it started yeah. with it started with um, the the writer talking about how um, even though they have supportive parents, that their parents consistently, you know, don't refer to them using their proper pronouns, and that it was hurtful, you know, over a long period of time, and so they had anxiety when realizing that they would have to shelter in place in their parents' home. You know, it's, wow. it's, it's rough. That's, a, that's really yeah. rough. I can't imagine. Yeah. Um, the second thing was share a helpful article or video. Um, it says talking to folks who don't understand or don't accept you for, for who you are can be exhausting, demoralizing, even traumatic. Um, and it talks about, um, they shared a few video here. Tyler Ford explains what queer means. Um, Shamir explains the history of the word agender. Anyway, so we can definitely share, share this, this link. Um, use technology to connect with the queer friends and allies. Um, and it just talks about how you can use a lot of different apps and social platforms to connect with people. And one thing that I've noticed, and I'm not sure whether you guys have noticed it as well, is that since this came down, what's it been two weeks now, maybe going on three, that the Something tone like that. of Facebook, and I'm probably most on Facebook, um, well, I'm on there for work, so, but I'm on there more than Instagram and the other ones. Um, the tone has been more of a community. Have you guys noticed that? There's a lot of community, oh, yeah. um, um, lots of support. I guess I hadn't been paying much attention, but in that part, because my own facial my own Facebook space is something of a discussion salon, and the tone okay. there hasn't changed that much. But yeah, now that you mention it, I do think there are more people out there sort of doing the pitch in, let's chip in, we're all in this together. And you hear people criticizing others when they depart from that norm. Yes. Yes. But it just seems to be this new sense of community. That's a beautiful thing. Um, and I'm sure once this passes, we'll go back to seeing what people ate for dinner and, you know, yeah, other kinds I, uh, of stuff. I'm not on Facebook, but I, I understand that it can be kind of cutthroat sometimes. Um, oh, yeah, especially with, on, like, public message groups. Yeah, and with political stuff especially. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Do you, do you guys think maybe this would be, like, the... Maybe this is what teaches people how to be polite over the internet because, um, you know, we have to put up with each other over the internet a lot now. It, it, yeah, you know, and especially by this being a global problem, you know, it's not just the states, but it's everywhere. It's, it's all of a sudden, it makes me want to break out in song. You know, we are the world. We are the children. <laughs> Maybe I should sing it. Maybe I should speak it. But, but you know that song? Am I dating myself here, people? No, I know you guys song. know this song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, does it, can yeah. anyone have a tune? 
No. I think I might have been off key. What? We are the world? No, yeah. you got yeah. it. You got it. We are the world. <laughs> we are the children. We are the ones who make a better day. So let's start living. That's how There's we're There's a choice we're making. We're saving our own lives. We're going to make a better day. Just you and me. Aw. Man, I didn't sound like that, guys. That was really good. That was really good, Sandy. Here, group, here. Group singing session. Yeah. yeah. Capella. No, um, I, uh, I would, you know, I'm pretty terrible. <laughs> yeah, you heard my me being off tune, off key. Um, another tip was don't overdo it with social media. Um, given the fact that news outlets and social media platforms inherently focus on negative or alarmist conversation, try to keep a healthy balance, which is how I found that um, I've always subscribed to CNN Five Things. Just gives me enough of what's going on in the world without overloading it. It's peppered with some light things in there. Um, I've always encouraged my students to do it. Um, but then when CNN came up with here are some good news things we want to send. It definitely, and that's what we did for the previous show. I really tapped into a lot of those things of what's happening. Sometimes I have to turn it off. Um, I don't want to hear the news. I don't want to hear KYW. I just need to, it's a yeah. lot. And I think all of us kind of, it hit kind of hard and like any other traumatic event, you go through the phases of shock and disbelief and denial. And I, I think yeah. a lot of the things on this article are at, at very least a lot of them were things that I was doing already. Um, there were there were some things that were pretty good. Like one was like try to immerse yourself in LGBT history. I thought that was a that was a really interesting one. Yeah, yes. but yes. but mm-hmm. but I thought I thought what the article was especially valuable for um, is to show that you know because because I'm I'm struggling you know as an LGBT person who is, you know, had to stay at home. And I don't know, it was it was nice to read that I wasn't the only person who was worrying about these things, that I wasn't the only person who'd be, you know, who'd be suffering in maybe a way that would be hard to explain to, uh, you know, cis or to straight people, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, even, even if it writ large, we're all kind of going through the same thing, it can affect different groups of people a bit differently. Um, it can affect individuals differently, you know, Absolutely. but, but I, I don't know. I thought it was really nice to read just because it's like, okay, all right. It's hard, but I'm not alone. Um, yes. It always feels good when it's yeah, and I'm always, seeing, I'm seeing like a mix of the people who I know, who I am friends with personally on Facebook. I'm seeing a really good mix of like existential dread jokes about how we're all gonna die yeah mm-hmm. people coming together at the same time and supporting each other and people being like brighten my day with this let's do this challenge people trying to keep each other engaged but then when i go on when i see posts from the political groups that i'm a part of um that's where it starts getting ugly because now everyone's using this against this everyone's talking about biden sex allegation um assault allegations and oh geez i hadn't heard um, about that Talking about how this is a conspiracy and that's a conspiracy and how right. Bernie supporters are just like Trump supporters. It's just like it's complete chaos. And I just yeah. those are the ones that I have to turn off because that is how I will spend all day arguing with people about how this isn't a conspiracy theory. 
people are dying. This is not the flu. Bernie people aren't that bad. Honestly, <laughs> you guys, um, I've gotten more hate and I've been harassed by more Biden supporters than I think I have seen any Bernie supporters, but that's just me. Um, I could spend all day arguing about this, and that's why I need to stay away from that part of Facebook. Yeah. I, I'm a big old transit geek, as many people know, and uh, there's a uh, little illustration circulating that's kind of cute, and it's called Commuting in the Time of Coronavirus. It's a subway map, you know, depicting several different lines. You know, the stations on the red line are like bathroom, living room, you know, on the purple line, clutter drawer, kitchen, balcony, coffee oh, maker. That's cute. <laughs> I saw someone say that they were going to, uh, they were bar hopping because they were putting a couple of beers in every room. And they had to like <laughs> clean the room before they could leave that room. Oh that, was actually my, that was actually my mom. And I'm like, Mom, you have coronavirus. You shouldn't be drinking. Oh. Whatever. It was funny. Yeah, no, that sounds really good. It sounds really cute. Um, and then, Griffin, the one that you mentioned is on here. Well, I, I, you mentioned it. I just want to read it. It's one of the, what was it, nine steps, nine strategies. Immerse yourself in LGBT plus, LGBTQ plus culture and history. Um, there's a lot of, whether it's watching TV, movies, um, social media is really kind of that whole we are the world. You know, we are the world. We are the children. Find a hideout spot. Isolation can be incredibly hard on your mental health, particularly when you're stuck in an environment that doesn't enable you to live comfortably as your authentic and wonderful self. Um, so it's remembering to, um, if you're living in a, if your space allows it, find a space, close the door, take some time to yourself. And I think most of us that were already in therapy, our therapists have moved to teletherapy, phone calls. I know I talked to my therapist, I think, Thursday and we're scheduled scheduled for next week. It helps. It helps just like other tough things in my life that have come along helps, even though I'm not going to the office and I'm not seeing her yet because they're still working out the kinks on the Zoom part. Um, but just to have that conversation um has been healthy. Yeah. Another thing I, I don't think I don't think the article mentioned this. Um it, this has helped me a little bit is make plans for when the quarantine ends oh i like that put together a list of things that you'd like to do once you can go outside again oh hmm. i like um, that i think i've got my ribs in the freezer <laughs> big old fire outside um, um now i was watching something i was watching uh someone did an interview with dr fauci today um, it wasn't today, but they aired it today. It's one of my favorite doctors that I follow on YouTube. His name's Dr. Mike. Um, he's a family medicine doctor inside of a hospital. He did an interview with Dr. Fauci, which was cool because it was like seeing like an older generation of a doctor and a younger generation of a doctor talking and like coming together through this like horrible time. But Dr. Fauci was saying that there was there is he, he in his, all of his experience, he thinks that it is likely, very likely that this will die down in the summer. Not the cases, but the, the contagiousness because the sun and the, and the heat will start to kill the airborne particles. But when that happens, we need to be prepared because there's a very, very high likelihood that in the fall, this will make a second return. And I know he works in the White House every day, so he's going to be making moves to try to c convince 
the president to take steps for that. But we all need to be prepared as people, um, not necessarily horde, but we need to be prepared for a second wave of this in the fall because it's just, it's just going to happen. It happens a lot of other viruses. He said, he's seen it a bunch of times and we need to not be bamboozled the second time around. So just a heads up for that. Yeah. I, uh, I saw, I saw an interview with someone who lived through the Spanish flu a hundred years ago. And um, he was saying that for that, which this is, you know, similar to in a lot of ways, that um, some people were quarantined forcefully, right, for the better part of a year. And wow. that was in 19, you know, 18 to 1919 into maybe 1920. And that life didn't re- fully return to everyone feeling comfortable to go outside again until like 1922. So wow. it, it took it took like three or four years for life to get back to like you know quote normal. So yeah, we need to be we, prepared for the idea that, that things might not go back to normal for right. for a long time. Yeah, we need to yeah. mentally prepare ourselves for the long haul. Which means also finding ways to see the upsides of it, even though there's not a ton like Renee was talking about. We can take the time to, if you like your family. <laughs> Uh, or your roommates take the time to spend time with them <laughs> and bond with them. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Work on the projects around your house. Do some <sighs> art. There's like a bunch of art projects I've lined up for myself that I'm trying to get myself done. I haven't written poetry and all my pieces in a while. I'm going to try to do that. The thing is that you haven't had time to do all these years, you know, get yourself to do them because it's going to be integral in keeping your mental health in a healthy place. I'm hoping... As- I'm hoping that once school relaxes, once I get through the semester, I'll probably take a take a break because I don't I don't like online classes when I have to work from home. Yeah, but I, I think I think when that calms down, I'll try to lock my devices away for a, a certain amount of time each day, and you know get back to reading. Um, maybe you oh know God, get back that's... to playing piano and you know do stuff like I, that. Yeah, I may exploit a loophole. In the stay-at-home order, you know, it, it allows people to travel to visit or look after a friend or relative or you know loved one that you know needs care. Right. So they they haven't ruled out one-on-one at your place. <laughs> yeah, but it's I think it's I think it's still risky. So it's I think mm-hmm. it's you know whatever just your personal risk level is. And you have to be prepared that if you do get sick to, you know, do whatever you need to do to not get other people sick like once, once that happens. Yeah, so I, I think maybe, maybe small, very small scale visits are maybe still doable, but you should be prepared, you know, if you do get sick. Oh, yes, of, very much possibility. so. Yeah, very much so. I would agree on that part. Yeah. Yeah, I am over sixty, so I am. Um, there is nothing in the world that anyone's getting me outside to do. I am so sorry. Hey, Renee, can you? <laughs> yeah. Nope. I yeah, cannot. That's fair. I cannot. I cannot. I'm sorry. I'm cannot. booked until at least July. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. 
Um, so the temperature am, reaches a minimum of 90 degrees. Right, exactly. I have so <laughs> many um, projects I'm working on, um, creating a better outdoor space in my backyard. The grill came yesterday. I needed a new grill. Um, my goddaughter and I have been out there cutting back bushes, and she got a hold of my power saw and was cutting like crazy. Um, That's cool. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to... Um, you know, just kind of being out there, but I am obeying. I am sheltering in place. Um, make no joke about it. So, um, oh, let me just finish the rest of these up. Hide out, cherish. Oh, cherish symbolic objects, whether it's a pride flag, a photo of your partner. You keep a scarf that signifies in your authentic self. The oh point God, is yes. finding anything that helps you hold on to your identity within oh. even you might not be able to show it externally i was gonna say i don't know about identity but i've been, <laughs> I've been carrying around my grandma <laughs> around with me from room to room i have this like really pretty little urn that's like handheld and i've oh. kind of just been i know like i feel, I feel kind of crazy but i've been like taking it around with me to different rooms and being like oh, grandma oh. you can watch me cook you never got to see my apartment oh. look at my cat and it like oh. it actually is making me feel kind of great i mean it's kind of nuts sounding but i don't know Oh, no, I think it's, that's, that's I think it's sweet. Oh, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> oh no, my goodness, that is lovely. Totally like that, huh? It's a great example. And the last one is reach out to LGBT plus support and organizations for help. Yeah, that's um, the important one. That's the really important one. Yeah, Trevor Space, the Trevor Project. Um. You can go to their website and they have things on their suicide prevention, crisis intervention. Trevor Lifeline is 1-866-488-7386. I'll repeat that. 866-488-7386. 24-7 crisis and suicide prevention lifeline. Um, Trevor Text. Text the word start as in start your races. Start the races. S-T-A-R-T. To six seven eight six seven eight in Philadelphia. We're based in Philadelphia. Oh, I'm not even sure what places are taking new patients, but I would say if you start off with the Trevor Project or some of the other organizations out there, suicide pre- pre- uh, prevention line. I'm sure that there's some network that they've set up to see new patients right now. Um, but there is support out there, and we care about you. Yes, you're. Yeah, not alone. Yeah, we care about. Yes, we definitely care about you. And you should care about you. Yes. So do what's good but for you. you don't, Take yeah, care of yourself. It's tough. Yep. If it's tough, just know that there's people out there to care. And so with that, we're going to move on to Fox's political cues and other Q rant. I could <laughs> I could almost say that the turf thing became a rant. So. Oh yes, yes, I got we you. We can cover the other thing next time. Yeah, uh, we did well, do some politics in that. I could, you know, I could say there was something I was going to bring up that is directly related to that. And it's just that I, I'm sure a lot of you have heard this when you've come out, maybe to your parents or your guardians. But I had one parent say something kind of like this once. And it's someone submitted this to me and read it. It wasn't a gas cue necessarily. It was like the thing that their parents said. And I thought it was kind of important. And it ties into the turf thing. So they said their parent quote was, I understand what your sibling and his girlfriend do in bed. I don't want to think about it, but I under understand what's happening with you i don't understand what you and your girlfriends do in bed i don't want to know i just don't understand and it's this idea that 
the concept of needing to understand something in order to be tolerant of it. That's such a bizarre oh, thing I, I, to I, say I, to somebody. I had. I know, and it's like, why do you want to understand what your children are doing in bed? <sighs> First off, that's a little weird. That's but, a little um, bit. Yeah, a lot uh-huh. weird. You know, uh-huh. but it's like, you know, it's again, it's even the turf thing. It's the concept of needing to understand something in order to be tolerant of it. You don't have to right yeah. now understand what it is to be a trans woman. You don't have to understand what goes on in their lives. You don't have to understand something to be tolerant of it and to be empathetic towards it and accept it about somebody. That's, that's, I feel like a lot of people need to hear that. Yeah. I think, I think especially if it's understanding that this group of people does not threaten you. Right. You know, once you, once you get that, it's, I think the other stuff is kind of, you know, irrelevant. You know, if there's someone in, if there's someone in your life that you can phrase a question in a respectful way and they are okay with answering it, then maybe you can find out the answers to your questions. But hey guys, there's such a thing as asking a question to someone who's tolerant of you and close to you in a disrespectful way. Is it just because you're friends with them or family with them? Right. Like you emotional can still burn offend is a thing. Someone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't just think this because you're best friends with them or your family that you aren't going to hurt them or burden them with a question that's unnecessarily intolerant or hurtful. So just be mindful of that. But um, are we doing guest queue or newsworthy next? We have guest queue. Okay. This is from a pansexual trans man that who says that they, he, he leans towards men more in his sexuality. And someone asked him, but wouldn't it be easier to just say you're a straight woman? What? So it's a trans man uh, who is pansexual but leans more towards guys. So he likes more, he likes men a little bit more than anyone else, but is mm-hmm. a trans man. And someone asked, wouldn't it be easier to say you're a straight woman? If Obviously he not. feel like a woman if he bothered to transition. Right. <laughs> then um no not not. (laughs) right it's also like yeah no because you'd also be lying you know you'd you'd be lying about who you are um i think they're saying like before they transition like why wouldn't you just quote unquote stayed a stayed a woman and said you were straight like that's the straight part doesn't have to do with the if if it was if it was only that easy (laughs) you know right just because you like your gender identity is not the same thing as your sexuality. Just because you like men doesn't mean you're straight. It doesn't make you... I can't. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay, well, with that, folks, I'm going to move on to Newsworthy or Not. Community Newsworthy or Not is a... Remember, it's a segment. We don't get to cover (laughs) a lot of topics on the show because we only have an hour. So it's just some headlines. And the team is supposed to just go, you know, I roll two snaps, child, please, next, whatever. Whatever kind of one word. Or only two. a handful of words response. Yes. I want to point out that if I make some kind of inhuman noise, that is me, <laughs> that is me wanting to swear. Most likely the F-bomb. But not <laughs> the F-bomb. So just, just know that. <laughs> okay, here we are. Communities unite for birthday celebrations ruined by lockdowns. Uh, I mean, whatever. For little kids, Sorry. think about little kids. Think about little like, kids. 
Oh, oh. Right, sorry. Virtual, <laughs> virtual parties, maybe. How parents can use the coronavirus to teach children about compassion. Oh, I like that. That's nice. Interesting. Always look for an excuse to teach compassion. Yes. Extraordinary recovery. A man that's a hundred, a hundred year old Italian man with the coronavirus was released from the hospital. Wow. Good for him. Very, very nice. Right. Um, More people. Yes. More people are applying for (laughs) more people are applying for foster pets amid the outbreak, oh, for being the nice. fostering pets. That's good. Oh, that's amazing. A Montana boy has a Star Wars themed adoption despite the virus shutdown. So it's the picture is so cute. It shows the judge and I guess the adoptive parents with well, the judge has a robe on and the father has a black suit on, and they have the the lightsabers and they're doing a. <laughs> that's really the cute. Courthouse. Oh, yes. My uh, cousin had a Star I'm, Wars themed wedding. Oh, um, Crocs, you know, the shoes. Oh, no. Um, yeah. They're donating 10,000 pairs of free shoes a day per day to healthcare workers. Oh, okay. Good for okay, them. Mm, they're nice, ugly, right? thin, but they're very useful in situations like that. They are. <laughs> yes, they're both of them. Um, I think I am going to leave it there. No uh, threesome orgies in a courtroom. <laughs> no, that was today. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh, that was. I'm never highlight. gonna give that up. That was. That's oh my good. god, Sandy, were you there for that one? Wasn't that yesterday? No, no that was that was <laughs> oh, months ago. This was something ago. that was in. It was either in Alabama. It was hilarious. Go listen. It was. It was. It was. A, we won't explain it here. The judge, sex in the courtroom. <laughs> LGBT, a threesome. It was crazy. It, 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 it had so many things, so many moving pieces. It was just great. It was, it was <laughs> I'm going to have to keep that one to end. To, to end. Yeah. It was All funny. right. Thank you very much. Google it. You've been listening to 92.9 FM WGGTLP Philadelphia on Germantown Community Radio. We've been Cue the Mic. Have a very lovely evening. Bye, y'all. Goodbye. Stay safe. See you next time. Ciao. Catch us on the social medias, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Cue the Mic Radio. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Alexa, Spotify, Radio.com, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Deezer, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. And as a reminder, our old episodes are still up on Podomatic, but we have moved our feed over to Pinecast.co. Be sure to check us out there for all the updates on the new episodes.